We tried to go silent for the Oscars. I'm not going to step on the coolest pun I've heard in a while that Rafa Sparza came up with, but it is a very special, special, not always in a good way, version of Verbal Tap, the show that proves, and I feel like an asshole for saying this, fighting is easier from outside the cage. No, it is not, says certain people that got drop kicked by Herbert Santos. I didn't like it when Khabib made me look like an idiot. I don't like it now. Very little precedent here. We have the malice in the palace and the 2019. That's what we've got. So it's Ron Artest, mm-hmm. a crazy Russian, and Herbert Santos. Raph, can you first just, what was this event? I mean, I saw that Nicholas Marigoli was fighting. I was like, I didn't even know I could have watched this one. Okay. Let me address something for you guys real quick. Kevin touched on it, but I really want to harp on it, which is this is my Super Bowl. This is Oscars. This is the one day when I allow myself not to be preoccupied with jiu-jitsu bullshit and we have people come over and everybody's excited and we've ordered barbecue for our friends today. Oh, yeah. Like, here's the thing. You know when you figure, like, hey, let's do a potluck? No. I love the Oscars so much. This year I said (laughs) I'm not going to make people get dressed up and instead we are going to give them delicious, expensive barbecue because that's how much I treasure my friends. I'm taking – precious time of prep to do this show because i've gotten so many goddamn messages from people when i put up the videos and mind you i don't just usually put up the videos without context usually i leave a trail of breadcrumbs that says here here's how you figure out what happened i literally put up on both the verbal tap facebook page where most of you saw the videos i put up the article from bjj heroes which is how i heard about it And I actually, on the Instagram, before I even put it up on our feed, I put it up in our stories, which more people will see, by the way. Look at those metrics. And I put it up and I put the story and I even highlighted the part of the story that you're supposed to read that tells you what happened. And yet, Kevin, without fail, a hundred messages today from people (laughs) saying, wait, what happened? And I go, I can't. It's a fair, even if you digest it. There's still a component of, and first, can I just say, nothing like the president to roll out a website called BJJ Antiheroes. That might be more <laughs> applicable in this particular <laughs> situation. Even as you see it and watch it, because you just sent me a cryptic message last night that was like, remind me, Herber Santos, which is <laughs> not a text message. I was like, what is, did he roll with them? Like, I don't, that would have made more sense to me than what I woke up to seeing in the newsfeed. For those of you that aren't aware, let's just uh, hit it. If you missed the many articles or refs, multiple posts, and have been asking him. Multiple. One, we'll get to who our favorites are for tonight. I still have Bohemian Rhapsody, but I'm super pissed for two reasons. Mm. Herbert Santos went after, it sounds like, Felipe Pena's brother. Yes. Can I read you what the article said that I've literally sent verbatim to people? Sure. It's very helpful. Okay. Because here's the reason why we need to read this. This is what I think is responsible reporting, which is I wasn't there. So when you're not there, you know, then it's all third person. You're hearing it by telephone. This is somebody who was watching the event, and this is somebody who was actively engaged in reporting on it. And well, this uh, was in Brazil. So we actually yes. tried to get you passported for this, but verbal <laughs> tap legal can't get their shit together. They heard me. <laughs> So here, here is the exact copy of what it said, okay? So this is from BJJHeroes.com. Then we had Herberth versus uh, Pena. And that, my readers, was the most disgusting thing we have seen in our almost 10-year coverage of the sport. While Pena was performing an attempt to sweep from X-Guard, Herberth looked to feel his knee and asked the referee to stop. The crowd was displeased, showing that Santos was faking the injury. As the referee requested for the nurses to assist the athlete, Santos decided to stand up and run across the mat area to assault Pena's, a.k.a. Philippe Pena's younger brother, jump-kicking the bystander and a woman who was next to him as both stood on the sidelines. To now, her, I owe an apology. I've, been, I've just been flamboyantly been like, fighting's easier from outside the cage, <laughs> like an idiot. So then... We get somebody who said, you mind, at this point you're thinking, well, that's a wild story to begin with. No, Kevin. The next sentence begins, 
then all hell broke loose. Like all hell was really on the sidelines waiting to really break loose. Like, oh, can I break loose now? No, 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 no. Hell was intact. They were like, this is bad. It's not hell. So then it said with uh, then all broke loose with a few of Guyo Jitsu's team members who were sitting close to Fernando and the lady tried to separate Santos. The lady tried to separate Santos from Pena's brother. Okay, as the crowd dispersed, Herbert from the situation, uh, things seemed to cool off. Once again, Santos <laughs> ran at Fernando Pena out of the blue to attack him and the same followed. Absolutely disgraceful attitude from the Esquano Jiu-Jitsu team found member. Okay, there's a lot to digest here, Kevin. Yeah, but and Can I say, number one, it doesn't help that the actual, I'm looking at a, a screenshot of it right now, the actual mats are elevated, and on the side is this screen. And what mm. do they have? Flames that insinuate we are in hell, and there is a little, there's a menacing part to that. Maybe try, like, the theme from Frozen. Something a little more pleasant on the side of the mat. So... This is where we get into an era, Kevin, where people said, hey, Raph, even if they read these things, so why did he do it? Like, what was his rationale? I have two <laughs> well, answers to that. All right. uh, number one, how would I know? I can and tell you what two, Ron Artest thought. <laughs> what what could, did he think of? The fan yelled something he said was racially uh, motivating, but they had been like really jawing back and forth, and he got tired of that guy. But the fan had yelled something he thought crossed the line from multiple angles, so it was a severity of the language type of situation. Got in a fight, got suspended for a year, and it is worth noting was making substantially more than Herbert Santos was to try and attack Felipe Pena's brother. So when people were asking me because they followed up with that with well why did he do it my second thought was what explanation do you think is going to merit yeah. this being okay what'll make you feel better i'm curious because what to me and you're welcome to we'll get into our theories mm. but this doesn't feel like this feels personal in a deeper way like we're gonna find out it's not that dissimilarly to a most recent altercation that happened between two people not on the mats, fortunately. I mm. guess, fortunately. <laughs> this is worse to me. The sheer PR hit that Jiu-Jitsu is watching. Is this that way? And, of course, it was like, where was the fight? Oh, San Paolo? Got it. All right. This is very, very bizarre. I think history and, dare I say, a significant other is involved. Okay. Theory. The, mm -hmm. By the way, zero merit behind this. This is purely. I watched. Uh, I read. Watch. I read a book called mm -hmm. "Spy the Lie," and they talk about that body language. There's a lot of intensity already here. Went at him three separate times, and the first time looks like maybe I, I'm not trying to talk smack on Herbert Santos's attacking ability but he went at him bill goldberg style like just straight up tried to hammer him off the stage so here's where things get even more embarrassing to me because now kevin's getting into the actual breakdown of the fight and i have some thoughts on that as well but again i'm looking through our comments and i'm looking at people just trying to like they look to me or us or our team our trifecta if you would our fans to help give context and so there was one person – and this is where I realized. I was like, how do we get through this? Because I'm posting the video and I repost it and I put this up, Kevin, because earlier in the day we'll, – we'll talk about what this overshadowed because you have one area. I have another area. But I said apparently BJJ stars official think they can out WWE BJJ us. Well, challenge accepted. And then I put – this is straight out embarrassing. One person commented and said – not BJJ All-Star's fault. I think you guys should realize that. The only guilty party about this is Herbert Santos. Okay. okay. Sometimes I feel like we should make the font that says comedy in MMA comedy podcast a just little a, bit bigger. Just a little bigger would be good. But I have to respond. And here's the actual true response that I put up. I said, that's clearly a joke. However, they're going to have to put out a statement because of this mess and now we're gonna have to judge how they act accordingly so clearly 
they had no idea that anyone would do, would do something this stupid. But this is a real PR crisis now. Like we've now gotten to the area of, OK, well, it's your first event that nobody knew about except for, I guess, a handful of people who came and this one very unfortunate woman who's like, I was just trying to enjoy some jiu-jitsu, you dick. I like high-level stuff. So uh, this is why, you know, and now we get, you know, uh, Monty Brown. You get pulling a Khabib reference. You get Ron Artest, which we did. Somebody have uh, them say on our post, they said, um, you never go full Ron Artest. That is good advice. Whoever said that is not wrong, and people right. need to think about that. Who am I? S- and God bless Herbert Santos, which is the South's way of saying what the fuck was going on. Right. But if Ron Artest is the category, it's like, oh, who else? <laughs> Khabib attacking Dylan Dana. It's like, what a, what a triad. You do you want to be the person that's the least paid of those three? I don't know. I don't know that you do. So then we've also got people who are putting Brazilian mentality, LOL. Oh, God, hold on. Mm-hmm. We've been able to have quite a few successful fights in Brazil without this problem. And amongst, well, Bra- dare I say, Brazilian mm-hmm. fighters. Not according to our comment section. Brazilians are like this all the time. When Ralph Gracie jumped on Flavio Almeida, Master Henzo Gracie laughed and actually put L-A-U-G-H-T. So I can't tell if like that's he's seen it. But he laughed about it. Mm-hmm. So there's that. The The comment that I wanted to point out, which is why we had to come and do this show, is we had one comment in the section. And if you're doing how Kevin and I like to schedule these things, Kevin and I know well in advance the Oscars are coming up. So Kevin's like, Raph, we will resume production on Monday. Yeah, didn't Absolutely. Even, we don't even normally have the conversation because no. this is sacred time. Right. And, and Kevin and I, like, if, if Kevin's messaging me at all, at this time it's to be very uh upbeat about the oscars or like man i really think bohemian city is better than you think it is and i'm like mm, okay so then we get bohemian to the point city you are mike myers in the film this is great <laughs> so then we definitely get to the part where it says darren the editor who put up this post that says well i'm definitely listening to verbal tap on monday and we appreciate it, but we're going to go ahead and spoiler alert this fucker on Sunday because only certain things get us on the air and this hopped up. And one of them <laughs> is when you step on my man Nicholas Marigoli's moment. It hurt. Well, well, okay. So you want to bring some context into this. There is a little context that I do have because earlier in the day, and I don't know that I tagged Kevin in this. But earlier in the day, there were some weigh-ins. Uh, I did see this. I have seen what okay. you're about to reference. Cause... Please tell me what your interpretation of that was, Kevin. It, the moment when John Jones shoves Daniel Cormier off the stage and all hell breaks loose, it's kind of a fun moment, but you see it in smaller iterations, and you very rarely see it when two people are standing in a full gi. But I guess... Maybe Leandro Lowe had been training with Herbo Santos earlier and was feeling a little worked up, but at the weigh-in, after they've already done everything, decides to give Nicholas Marigoli a little push. I thought at first I was like, oh, I think he's kind of doing it in jest, and then they get lined up next to each other, and Marigoli has this look on his face like, that was not in jest. This was obviously he just pushed me. And the thing about jujitsu is, and I will give, I'm going to jump to the reporter's side here. This wasn't Conor McGregor versus Merriweather. Mayweather, Merriweather. I'm Merriweather's way better. I'm too relaxed. I slept He's in. He's part of the Merry Men. <laughs> He's Robin Hood's crew. Everybody remembers. Very good boxer. Mayweather. You don't want to put those guys side by side. But, of course, they would... the producers of the show are like this is bjj stars these guys are professionals they know each other we'll just put them next to each other so what the hell is going on with leandro low pissed he knew he was about to lose you could see defeat knocking on his door okay pushes him and then they have to talk that's awkward you and i have never had that problem thank god here's what i really want to make sure that we've impressed you know we had the passing of mean gene okerlin and i said as much about when people don't know what I do, I just say, well, I'm kind of the main gene of the sport. And we do a lot of funny bits with a lot of different athletes. And I go up to them and I 
ask them questions that you guys seem to enjoy. And we, we do try to have a good sense of fun when we are interviewing them, which by the way, I've got interviews with Bia Mosquita and, uh, red from this weekend's, uh, combat jujitsu. Not important. Go look that up later. But when I pull people aside, I'm not afraid to do a couple jokes and have fun and sometimes, you know, do something a little bit off kilter that most interviewers wouldn't do or any interviewers will do ever who ever show up to these things. But Kev, never in my wildest dreams have I had somebody push another look at that and say, yeah, that looks pretty fake. I know they talk about pro wrestling being fake, but at least they go through with some sort of thing after the pushing and the shoving and people have to break them up. They do have a whole point that they're trying to accomplish. So Lowe pushes him, and then all of a sudden you see Marigali and him get sifted over to the side, and they have to do that thing where they just completely disregard that they pushed each other. So it's just like... Act it's like, like yeah, it didn't you, happen. You want to go? You want to go? And talk over here. Hello, how are you doing, sir? No, and you know, I'm he's not great. I don't like him that much. Just, but you know, I'm a big fan of his work, but I thought I'd get a little handsy. There's no explanation for a push, does it? You know what it felt like? It felt like you watch a scene and this is the extreme version, but imagine watching a scene from John Wick and then the minute that you go, Oh, okay, that I guess was kind of interesting. That's a weird moment. So and then they immediately cut to the DVD commentary of that scene that's like, in this scene, I was thinking I should push him. And when I did, I expressed my anger to him. And did you feel that when I pushed you? Yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like to me. I do know what you're talking about. Do you think this could have been mitigated if he had just been like, Oh, I, I wouldn't have pushed him if you were gonna if I don't you're gonna make us talk or, to each other? Or you know, if it didn't scream of looking staged or fake for an event that nobody was going to buy, Kevin is savvy. As much as we like to kid with him, he really does try to pay attention. And sometimes I think Kevin is a great litmus test for did you promote something well? Because when he looks at me and goes, Raph, I genuinely didn't know this happened. I'm like, ah, that one's your fault. This one was not his fault. BJJ Stars is an event you're talking about? Yes. That feels really good because I honestly felt as I saw this like, God, did they pay Herberth to be like, there's nothing we could do that would make people. We need press. No one is paying attention. But you had not previewed this is my only addition to that. No one had talked about this. I hadn't seen much of it. PR, no discussion in the gym. And Saturday, yesterday was a very busy day in the grappling community, Raph. I don't know if you noticed, but how many tournaments were going on around the country? They had the fight to win grappling championships here in Colorado, so all of Denver was fighting each other. There were fights in Oklahoma. There were tournaments in L.A. There was BJJ Stars. Combat Jiu-Jitsu was Friday night. There was UFC. Yesterday might have been pound-for-pound the most amount of people fighting in the history of this country. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Our good friends from grappling rewind were like, Hey man, we want to talk, you know, some events with you. And I was like, sure. And I was like, well, I'm trying to cover all the events this weekend. And they sent me a list of all the ones that were happening. And I go, all right. Yes. That five weekend. Yeah. I'm not covering them all. Yeah. It's too much work. We're just going to see what happens. And I told them, I go, here's the best way to cover these events. You know, Experienced podcaster to new podcasters. Well, I don't want to tell you guys how to do your job, but why don't you let the event happen and then we'll sort it out? Because lo and behold, none of us knew this was going to happen except producer Raph from a week ago who said, let's see what the headlines dictate because this is all everybody wants to talk about right now. Because it's a weird situation with the Lowe and Marigali thing where people were asking, what's the situation here? Where they go, can I get some context to this? No. None of us know what's happening here. Especially not None of now. us know anywhere. And it, would the context help you? Where he's nope. just like, he had bad breath, and I pushed him. Oh, okay, well, now chuckled, I feel better about that. Put his arm around him and like, I thought I'd be able to get away with a little, a little shove and leave. Who hasn't tried the shove and leave? It's a movement I just now masked. But Leandro Lowe's going to lose to Nicholas Marigali 
Not mm. the biggest upset of the night because Marigali is the second coming of all things grappling. He's basically Cron mm. Gracie with less of an attitude. That has I'm not even gonna you know what? I'm just gonna stand by it. Hot take of the week. Can't wait to hear about that one on Facebook. What is under your gi? A question I'm not asking personally. I want you to contemplate it internally because our friends at North South Jiu Jitsu, free shipping on orders over eighty dollars. That's in the US and Canada. Thirty day money back guarantee. What is under your gi? Keep those hips secured, breathable, technology engineered for movement. The Navy is the most pretty. Head on over to NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. You, even if you're just going to be spectating, you never know when you're going to need some dynamic movement. And I'm going to have to put a caveat on the show that says fighting's easier from outside the cage statistically, but I would stretch regardless. Raph, mm. uh, we also have Buchecha on this fight. He's mm-hmm. losing. And the reason I'm not worried too much about giving this event maybe some of the extra due that it probably deserves, and I'm excited to see these fights I have not, Jao Roca beats Marcus Buchecha points, similar to how Marigoli defeats Leandro Lowe. Two giant superstars lose, and we're still talking about Herbert Santos attacking Fernando Pena. Well, you kind of buried the lead there, which is, uh, did you know that Buchecha lost? Oh, my God. How points? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eh, okay. How did Lowe beat? Or get beat, like, from Marigali. Oh, points. Yeah, I mean, not super exciting. Those are two guys that have won quite a few matches via points, so. Absolutely. Now let's take a second to address a few concerns that I have about this, Kevin, because I I don't mind that in any region. Like, wins, losses happen, whatever, no big deal. And you know what? They're going to go back and forth forever. I'm not a big believer that this is terrible i am happy that they got a lot of people on this card and it was kind of a shame that they didn't have as much attention to it and i don't know how you could do more maybe it was just a brazil thing where maybe it could expand later and they wanted to see what they could do but they did attract some top tier talent so the whole thing with low and marigali just kind of screamed like last minute joe rogan and uh dana white trying to scream at the tv to remind you to order the pay-per-view but even worse that it actually read as worse than any pre-crawl in a WWE promo where they're like, order this pay-per-view. I was like, yeah, all of this is so whack. So when we get to actually breaking down the Herbert Santos thing, I have a few thoughts. Would you like to hear them? I'm so excited. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, because I've I've had some time to formulate it. I've been Um, just comparing him to Ron Artest and not in a favorable way, so... I well, refuse I a, to refer to him as Metal World Peace, but if Herbert Santos changes his name to all-encompassing please hug people, I'm back in his corner, Raph. He has absolutely. me 100%. So Kevin asked me if I had, you know, done anything, thought about it. I said yes, and I go, you know, I'm a little mad at you because you never responded back to my brilliant pun, and I wanted to tell you what it was. I gave you a question, like a setup, like ask me what this pun is, and you never responded. You said, ask me, and I'll just ask you. Cause, mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily see it. It was across a few texts, and I was so tired last night. That's fair. Went to bed before 10 on a Saturday, everybody. I'm living the dream. <laughs> you said, you know what I'm going to start calling awards that I hand out now at grappling tournaments? And I said, Nothing. But now mm-hmm. I'll say to you, what would you call those awards, Raph? The Oscars. Welcome to the Oscars today. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is a really, really great opportunity where we get to look at some of the best achievements in grappling. Today, we are actually going to acknowledge uh, a few categories, the first of which is worst response to this activity and your nominees. Gordon Ryan, guy on YouTube, and assorted people on our Instagram. Now, Kev, this is a tough category because the guys who are speaking assortedly on our Instagram are all speaking in Portuguese, and I don't understand any of it. Awesome. So a lot of people have a lot of really, really important feelings that they're writing long paragraphs 
but they were beat by Gordon Ryan. Would you like to know why? Yes, I would. The Oscar goes to Gordon Ryan because you may recall that after the Khabib melee, Gordon Ryan made a very, very urgent plea for us to eh, get over it. This is what fighters do. Now, why would he say that? Gordon Ryan, just a PSA for everyone saying this is not our sport, not what the sport is built around. I don't know if you all forgot what the sport was literally built around brawls in Brazil at BJJ tournaments. Ha <laughs> ha, this is 100% everything the sport is built around. So when you write something like this, what you're asking for is for us to be complicit in, well, that's what the sport should be. Because traditionally, uh, people just beat each other up and what are you going to do? Uh-oh. <laughs> And I think Gordon is a master of trolling. So I don't really know that we get his opinion anymore. I think we more so now just get him egging us on to keep up engagement. It's not to say he doesn't believe parts of what he's saying. I just think he's saying shitty things for the purpose of saying shitty things. But here's why it's problematic. Because people start to buy into that and they're like, yeah, you should learn good self-defense. I mean, oh, that just goes to show you, you guys need more self-defense in your life. What about that woman who's just sitting there? What the fuck did she do? She didn't do shit. That's not what you should do. If you're going to an event, you shouldn't have to train to be a watcher of the event. That's not how you go more mainstream. That's not how you attract more people. You shouldn't have a fear of going into an audience and that you might get a 3D opportunity to be drop kicked. At your nearest BJJ pro event. So here's why I felt it was weird. Because it was the same defense he's put in for Ralph. It was the same defense he put in for Khabib. And it makes me think if he wants to transition to MMA. Uh, Gordon could also be keeping it as a placeholder for. You know if I ever go into the crowd. I kind of need you guys to just already know how I feel. I also gonna, enjoy this. Because Gordon's also like the least. When. When Dylan tried to fight him in the crowd, by the way, karma for Dennis. Right. I believe Gordon's exact response was, we could just fight on the mats. He was so super, just in terms of his proof. Now, that was thin Gordon Ryan. Right. I do not mean to speak for thicker Gordon Ryan, but I do right. find it mildly amusing that he would take the pro on this. That is a bizarre, because Herbert Santos is probably going to get banned from a lot of different tournaments not ibjjf because that would require yeah uh anything that would stop someone from doing something like this he's obviously not going to be invited back to bjj stars i mean we'll see he probably got more attention than they than they might have otherwise but he flat out just does the running throwing knee of assault at the crowd not okay and as we said, there aren't, there isn't much precedent. Mm. Now a lot of people forgave Khabib way faster than I thought they should have. If this was <laughs> any of the real sports, no one in the NFL ever attacks fans. But you know what, though, Kev, and the that reason is they forgive Khabib is because these are the same people who are looking for the reason to forgive them, uh, aka the people who ask, "Well, what was the reason behind it?" Well, um, I, I think Khabib's going to have a Khabib's got 50 million more people on his side than Herbert is, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, but just to remind you guys, when you guys say that you could see why Khabib would do that sort of a thing, these guys are professional athletes. They're paid to do combat in either a cage or on some mats. They're not paid for the post fight, you know, the one that goes into the crowd. That's not what professionals do. So I like when there's the mentality of like, well, it's traditional part of our sport. What do you expect? They're fighters. I expect them to be paid to fight in a cage. That's what you do as a professional. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just a goon. And don't get me wrong. There are redemptions that you see where people are like, oh, those Diaz brothers. But when you do it and you see them doing their shit, you call them out on it. Doesn't mean they're bad fighters. We get redemptions for everybody. Mike Tyson, everybody forgets his dark past, but they're like, man, he was a good fighter. And it's like, he... You know, he did do a few things, and people go, but he feels bad about it, and he's better now. <sighs> okay. I mean, yeah, he was a really good fighter, but, like, he does seem 
like a completely different version of himself that's rehabilitated, but you just don't forget what happened because he did some things too. Anyway, long story short, let's go to our next award, Kevin. Raised on Cocoa Puffs and steroids. What is our next award? Our next award is Best Example of the Need for Self-Defense in Jiu-Jitsu. Here we go. There's a lot of nominees for this guy. Your nominees are Nicholas Marigali. Obvious reasons. Leandro Lowe. The Push. Gordon Ryan. That stupid-ass king costume that had sort of a hint of San Francisco Knights to it. And Herber Santa. Oh, God. So let's talk about biggest disparity in what you expected to see. Oh, that's a different category. I'm sorry. Who was the winner? Oh, hold on. <laughs> the winner is Herber Santos. Yeah. The king costume people were distracted by the abs, so he didn't have to be as proactive <laughs> in his self defense. I was massively disappointed in Herbo Santos' ability to control a fight. Maybe this is how you know, though. Okay. A few observations Is here. that how you would fight someone? Would you just go no. running? He hits. He and uh, Philandro. I, I might be messing. <laughs> they both go running, running. As he hits him the second time. So as Santos takes Tiny Pena off the second time. They just go smack dab into a table. Some people could have gotten seriously hurt. And it was mostly those two. It was just, okay. I'm not asking for jujitsu folks to always be the best at hitting. But it does give us a little bit of a black eye when we have to watch people swing and miss a lot. And you think, man, he's big. And he's questionably on steroids. Probably on steroids. Especially with that roid rage. But, man, can he not throw a punch? And and that's only the beginning of the, the self-defense angle here, Kev. The thing that upset me the most is, what is one of the biggest criticisms about the gi? That you can't heel hook in it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, that's there's that. That it doesn't mimic real life, necessarily. Right. That very rarely are people wearing a 450-thread uh, golden weave and having a fight that's never gonna happen except we had that yesterday they were wearing geese okay and Herbert went out to into the crowd did his drop kick with his ski top on and then when he ran to go accost again and lead a charge he took off his gi top and I thought to myself now we have an opportunity to show what you can do <laughs> And fighting in the gi. And this motherfucker is going to opt to go no gi now. And not only does he <laughs> opt to go no gi as he's running across the fucking mats, but he looks just the look of it, just having the gi pants and no rash guard and running out there. He looked like a toddler running away from their mom during potty training. <laughs> he, I do actually. I know exactly the moment you're talking about. Everyone who's listening, if you haven't, you'll obviously take a chance to just go find this. But if you're of the social media generation, it shouldn't be hard to find. The idea that he strips his gi top off. Now, granted, again, there is a part of this to me that's like, Herbo Santos is not a professional fighter. At least Khabib waited until after the fight. And I, I'm trying to hold at least, right? At least the fight was done and settled. It wasn't him taking time out and being like, excuse me, I'll be right back. I'm going to go try and stomp Dylan Danis and almost hit Leonardo DiCaprio. This mofo is in bottom half and is like, now's a good time to attack his brother. So I can't help but feel like this was a little self-serving. Yeah. Let's give out our next award. We've only got a couple left to go, Kev. Our next award is... Best acting at a jiu-jitsu event. Uh-oh. And your nominees are Leander Lowe. <laughs> for the push. Again, for the push. This is his third nomination for the push. Buchecha. Phoning it in. 
I mean, if we're being honest, we probably let him win, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Herberth Santos. Again. The melee in the San Paolo. And Herber Santos for Winnie Attack the Guy again. And your winner is Herber Santos for forgetting that his knee was injured when he ran this is and attacked the guy. Second win tonight. First, most notoriously for bad decisions at a grappling match. Kev, you've had your knee injured. Have you ever been able to run in Terminator-like fashion after knee kind of go boom and hurt? No, and I will say, guy's fast. (laughs) Guy has a little bit more explosion post-knee injury than I have. He just went running, and I did think about this, though, many times as they were fighting, because I was like, well, I'm not doing that. What would Mm. someone have to yell? They would have to do more than yell something at me. They'd have to be like sitting there with a weapon to someone I love (laughs) for me to be like, I got to get off this mat and jump at them. (laughs) Otherwise not happening. Like there is nothing you could say that would get me to do more than like leisurely scooch over to the side and put my legs down in a very responsible fashion. It was absurd. It was ridiculous. And just from what we call in the professional wrestling world as selling that you need to be consistent with your selling, like, if somebody kicks you in the leg, you're supposed to nurse that injury throughout the entire time. If you don't do that, it is said that you no-sell a move. It looked like he was no-selling a move. So when I say that this event was challenging us, the makers of WWE BJJ Week, which, by the way, is a month away, it felt it felt personal, Kevin. It felt like they were saying, you know, BJJ Pro Stars was telling me, specifically just me, Raph, bet you won't. <laughs> I, I bet you won't, though. Well, I mean, now I have to, so we'll see. I'll charge it you. And Do you drop think Earth is going to have Pro trouble Stars. with the IBJJF rule set because they don't have elevated stages? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what's weird is... I kept thinking, like, how do we make fun of him in a way that's just really demeaning and embarrassing? Because the, I, it doesn't seem to stick. You start to wonder what the repercussions of this are going to be. And the repercussions for Khabib are, well, he's going to fight again. The repercussion for Ron Test is, well, I mean, he's fine. He's making money. He's doing his thing. So right. we have a forgiving attitude with a lot of our athletes. <laughs> There is a little bit of a mix in the world of jiu-jitsu where every once in a while we're like, uh, but there should be honor. So the thing I guess that we should be looking at to really put some shame on it is before we started recording this, and I didn't preface any of this with Kevin because I just wanted his honest reactions to things. I'm just spitballing here, Kevin. Maybe we should ascribe Herber Santos the official title of a scrub because I thought – of the landmark 20-year-old song, which, by the way, yikes, uh, No Scrubs. And he kind of fit the profile to a T when they say things like, just sits on his broke ass. Well, that's him pulling guard, you know? Mm -hmm. So it makes me think that. Um, And it made me think, like, are there other elements of the song that kind of cross-apply? Right? Like, uh, oh, hold on, I gotta look up the lyrics because I almost started no, singing Waterfalls it. already. But his game is kind of weak. There's a cell phone bill situation, too. Well, that's, yeah, okay. Pay my bills. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a different song. It's Destiny's Child. But same Damn idea. it! <laughs> so, <laughs> so, follow me through this. Oh, okay, okay this is TLC. Serge, hold on, hold on, a little closer. To uh, waterfalls that I thought, but I was. You are right. Checking me, not on the right side. (laughs) And we've discussed that he felt so insecure in his game, he had to fake a knee injury. Okay, now and I know that he cannot approach me. Well, it's because his takedowns are so bad. He's got to pull guard. Clearly, his his full guard was not working. So, because I'm looking like class and he's looking like trash. Well, have you seen my gi? It's a storm gi. I look very good as Felipe Pena can't get with no dead be ass that may go to your uh somebody's cheating on somebody mm-hmm. 
uh, argument, or it just could be that he's such a deadbeat because there are allegations of him doing things in the past that are uh, not good. In fact, he's essentially, accordingly, allegedly, uh, threatened somebody who was going to release a sex tape after he sent it to 12 of his closest friends, as one does when one makes a sex tape. Allegedly. I don't know. If you were like Kevin, you have to pick 12 friends. Just send your sex tape and you're like, uh, I can think of four. I don't know about 12. So that's tough. That's a lot of people. So I guess the real thing here is the last element of the No Scrubs uh, rhetorical uh, criticism, if you would. And the award for most like the Scrubs rhetorical criticism. (laughs) Is the last part. It says, want to get at me with no money. Now, no jujitsu individuals have any money. So I rest my case in the comparison. I believe the metaphor and the simile and the comparison is apt. Uh, Astute observation. Thank you. Astute observation. What else do we talk about with this? I think we're I think we're We're done, right? We did it. We talked about Herb Santos and how we feel. And I'm going to go ahead and give him third in the melee rankings. And there's only been three, but this was not as good as Ron Artest's. It was not as good as Khabib's, and it was way lower stakes. So that's a tough. That's tough. That's yeah. gonna. That's Razzie. I mean, maybe it's like a Golden Globe nomination at best, but this is no Oscar. He is very. This is unusual. If you want more, head on over to BJJ Heroes until they get up antiheroes.com. Please tune in to anything you see from Verbal Tap on social media. Rab's been covering this. He's been keeping people up to date. He's been keeping people what they might call abreast on the situation. There are several ways you can find us and follow us. The most fun is to just find Verbal Tap on whatever social media platform you subscribe to. Do not forget to check out the Grappling Hour. Do not forget to check out our friends at NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Raph, I made it three straight days of training last week, which means it's time for some shout-outs. Shout-out to uh, the Jibera crew for supporting me through three nights of training. Night three was rough. It was uh, I had to make some excuses, apologize, <laughs> try and go smaller. I'm wearing my larger person gi. I'm doing it. Made it three consecutive. Hurt. Had to go see Dr. Shepard, my chiropractor. Shout outs to Will and her for the combined work they did to get my neck readjusted. I'm not saying one of them shifted it out. One of them shifted it back in. I'm just giving Team Will and Team Dr. Shepard wholesale credit. (laughs) They can take it as they need to. Got to watch Neil Magny in the house on Mm. Thursday doing some training up there at Jubera. It's a ton of fun. So come on, see us over at Jubera Jiu-Jitsu. You can train with me as long as you promise not to break me. You can always train with our many skilled and violent human beings. That is going to do it for me, Raph, in terms of shout-outs. All right. A few shout-outs. First of all, uh, 10th Planet Van Nuys. Van Nuys. Uh, what is it? Uh, Valley Martial Arts Center. Be mad. Be mad. I was about to say L.A. Valley <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu Center. So this is starting to really, really blend together. And I'll tell you why in a second. And, of course, our good friends at the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club. Here's what happened yesterday. I actually went to a few hours of Marcus Kowal and System Training Center's 24-hour rollathon. So I showed up for the 1 to 5 a.m. shift. And I uh, rolled with some friends there, and that was fun. But it does throw you off a little bit. And you know it was really dumb? This is truly an extension of my work on, you know, this show, I guess. Or on Instagram. Or on Facebook. When I get there, people go, Raph, what happened? And I go, where? And they go, Raph, what happened to that guy who dropkicked someone? I was like, did you read my Instagram? Did you read like go read that? I, uh, People with American sensibilities are like, was he arrested? Was there char- were there charges? <laughs> no. Is he going to be on Judge Judy? Do you know? And I was a little mad because it stole the shine of probably I thought the funniest video 
of all yesterday. The push. Which is <laughs> well, I thought that was funny. But it stole the shine of Job ja Rule going out. <gasps> the Bucks. He oh my god, Giannis was shooting while he's <laughs> Yeah. How I is Ja Rule that. invited <laughs> to perform live? And why is he not at the Oscars? Like he should be with that documentary. <laughs> Just this, the best part is John Rule going out there. And yes, they were definitely I mean, shooting. This is hard to get to John Rule. I mean, I know it's not MMA or jujitsu, but God, John Rule. And I think, to Kevin's point, I think that it was someone did it as a favor to Fifty Cent. It was like, hey, let him go out there and let him believe you want him there. So <laughs> John Rule went out there. It was the most awkward silence of him trying to warm up a crowd. And it's akin to that scene in Coming to America where they're trying to give a little bit of props to Sexual Chocolate, the band. And they do like that polite, I don't like you, Apollo clap. Where they're just... But then they go, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it again for Sexual Chocolate. And it went from this to... <laughs> so John Rule gets he, up there. He's not young anymore. He can't keep no. singing that low without copies. Murder! <laughs> <laughs> and he you just gets up it. there and says, that's why it's so funny to me, are you ready? <laughs> and nobody responds. And he goes, I can't hear you guys. I want to ask you again. Are you ready? Everybody's like, we saw fire. Just talk about, we thought you were going to be talking about fire. We didn't realize Ja Rule meant you were performing. <laughs> the saddest part is really he has to admit, I guess you're not. And I'm dying because I said no video footage is going to beat that. And then two minutes later, I see the full video of the Herbert thing and I go, oh, fuck. All oh, the internet is going to be way more akin to this when they should be laughing at Jaw Roll. But I digress. Anyway, so I went to a very good cause. I love going to this. It's their third annual one. And... It's for a good cause. It's uh, Liam's Law is now a thing that they're looking to uh, push. They have uh, brought it, I think, to our California Assembly. And so it's now in that shitty process of trying to become a law. But um, they have apparently put the first steps forward to lower the legal drinking uh, acceptance level from point, you know, point zero eight to point zero five. And uh, that's that's pretty impressive. So uh, we wish Marcus and his team the best on that. I think it's going to be uh, a very tough uphill battle. So it's by no means at all an easy road there. But if you guys are so interested to look that up, you can find out more information at liamslife.org. I got the opportunity to roll with Marcus. And, uh, you know, he, he felt pretty good uh, for an old rolling man. for a long time. No. Well... <laughs> You know, he had some problems with my guard this year and, uh, you know, but that's on him, not me. I'll say this, though. I was also able to tell Marcus's story to a good friend named uh, Damien, Damien Todd, who was out in Australia. And Damien Todd, I don't know if you saw the headlines, but you might have seen me put up a couple notes on this. Damien rolled for 24 hours straight. This is not a lie. This is not something that's done for hyperbolic reasons. This guy was doing it to bring awareness for individuals who have uh, committed suicide and as a way of raising money for the Are You Okay Foundation, which is to help people who have mental health issues and to bring awareness to suicide prevention. And I got the chance to interview him. And when I did, I said, hey, my friend Marcus kind of did something similar to this a few years ago. Here were some tips. And I interviewed him and I said, you know, hey, man, what you're doing is going to be tough. It's going to be grueling, but we're going to be watching. Here are some ways I would suggest you cheat if you can. And Kev, he did it. He accomplished his goal. He raised over $25,000 for that charity. And he set a Guinness World Record for rolling for 24 hours. God. I so I saw the aftermath of the pictures. Yes, yes. it's a feat. 
there's an extra it motivation is. required to get there. Extra yes. motivation. So I just want to say it's really nice. I even got to tell Marcus. I was like, yo, dude, your example was very helpful in my relaying to him. And I felt like you were contributing to him as well. And Marcus was like, oh, that's great, mate. I mean, I did it first, but I mean, good for him, you know. And Marcus actually said to me, he goes, he's like, no, but all seriously, man, you know, um, get him in touch with me. I'd like to talk with him. Like, that's really cool. So I just like the fact that within two days time span, I, I got to witness one from a far away. And uh, especially after getting to know him and his motivations, I was so happy there. So please, please find out more information on the Are You OK Foundation um, and then uh, look up Damien Todd. He goes by Obi-Wan. He's crazy. We're going to follow up with him, but I'm going to let him hibernate for like a week or so before I reach out. Um, just an amazing person. And uh, big ups to Marcus and the Systems Training Center people. I like going in those rough hours because I know it's tough to get people to show up that late at night. And um, it's such a good cause. I've seen so many of the videos from when I wasn't there and I just love that team and I love how bonded they are. And, you know, I had a couple people asking, they're like, how many times do you come to systems? And I was like, I feel like I only come once a year now. And I feel like every time I come, Marcus has rolled so much. He looks like he's aged 10 years in one day. Like he's like walking also. And like Marcus did this thing where we said goodbye. And I was like, Hey man, I'm probably gonna leave in a few, but I wanted to say goodbye. And he goes, okay. He's like, mate, I'm gonna go get some sleep, but I'll be back in an hour. And I was like, well, I'm going to be gone. He leaves waddles out and then waddles right back into the gym and goes, Hey, I forgot. We should get a picture, mate. All right. I go, you came all the way back to do a picture. And he's like, I thought about it and I just said I should. And I go, man, he's not with it. God bless that man. It's not smart. But anyway, I'll say this. It's very, very cool to see our friends in the jiu-jitsu community doing amazing things. And it's a good reminder to you guys, whatever your thing is, promote it nicely because uh, every once in a while we got to do something nice. We try to on our show, but – Especially when we have idiots drop kicking audience members. It makes us all look bad. And that's it. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and don't fight people. Just don't. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. You get an opportunity to roll or fight there. Do that. Enjoy rolling with a feisty blue belt to get all the frustrations out. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...